episode 72 is Forced Hair. Uh, this is Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because Real Church Matters. Uh, to get housekeeping out of the way, as always, realchurchmatters.com uh, is where you can get all of the episodes. You can also go to iTunes. You can go to SoundCloud. I want you to rate us. I want you to listen, first of all. I want you to write a review if you can. I want you to give us five stars if you can. I want you to retweet us, like us, repost us. All the stuff that social media people do. I want you to tell your friends, your family, your auntie, your grandma, even your baby daddy. Tell them about Real Church Matters uh, as we continue to try to give you the content that will leave you content. Um... What else? Go do likewise. As always, check out Go Do Likewise. The blog is awesome. Shout outs to Antoinette. Um, what else? Patreon.com forward slash Real Church Matters. Give if you're so led. We appreciate it. And we will give in return as a thank you. What? Well, give and find out. Um, what else? Uh, thank you. To each and every person that listens and that gives, uh, it's, it really matters to me. If you have questions, you can always go to ask me at realchurchmatters.com. Uh, what else? Man, it's kind of weird when you by yourself. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, I had a few people, not many, but a few ask about speaking engagements. I don't mind it. If it's in the DMV area, I'll do it for free 99. If it's outside the DMV area, we'll have to arrange something with the travel cost. But I don't take a fee for myself. Everybody does it differently, not judging people who take a fee. I just feel like in this portion of my life, I want to share the word free of charge. So that's not a slight of anybody else who moves differently. Just saying, if you're interested in me coming, you don't have to worry about anything. I know I have a rider, so I'm not asking you for fresh grapes and Perrier. Just, you know, holla at me, and I'll come and holla at y'all. Uh, <laughs> that concludes the housekeeping. Let's see. Uh, obedience over audience. Since we have an audience, let's get to it. And of course, I'm kind of here solo today, episode 72, and the title is I Am Not Convenient. And uh, I was dealing with some issues and I wanted to just talk about it uh, kind of personally, one on one, this special holiday episode. I know it's holiday week and, uh, you know, it's not always easy to kind of coordinate and get people in place. But I found it, it, it's the perfect time for me to just talk. And while talking by myself is highly inconvenient and uncomfortable, I think it's apropos for this particular subject that I power through in spite of. Uh, and that particular subject is something that I wrote on. And maybe this will come out one day. But before I get to yamming off at the mouth, I wanted to read a little bit of what I wrote. And I said, it comes a time... In a, in a Christian's life Where we must come to terms With being a Christian Not just its comforts But its discomforts And that means being an inconvenience To everyone 
but God. And sometimes I feel inconvenient to people, like I'm causing trouble instead of peace, like I'm making things that are simple difficult, like I'm bringing discomfort at the same time I feel like I'm obeying the comforter, ironically. It's a feeling that passes, but never quite stays away. And my engagements with people tend to lead me here. I want my life to be pleasing to God, but I, I don't understand all the time why it doesn't please other people. The more I change my conversation, the more I feel like I'm annoying people. And even I can feel inconvenient to myself. There's some times where I just want to lay my, you know, let my hair down and be comfortable and joke and laugh. And, and there's something in me that just won't let me be settled in that. But on the flip side, I don't feel settled in being obedient as well. So the more I feel like I'm annoying people and even I can feel inconvenient to myself like I've had my fill of God and I just need a break. To be an inconvenience is not to be agreeable or fitting to a situation or season. Simply put, being a Christian in these times often feels like wearing a bathing suit in a snowstorm. The feeling of not fitting in, being out of season, out of place, and out of touch is a reality we must deal with. And I'm realizing now I must embrace I'm starting to realize most Christians are dealing with this subconsciously or even consciously by adjusting themselves to a more comfortable quotient of Christ. It's almost like we, we make sure we have enough Christ not to feel drunk, but we don't have enough to quite say we're sober. It's like we're dialing back our spiritual thermometers to be more palatable to a world around us so that they don't feel uncomfortable and, and we don't feel uncomfortable. I realized I did this too, and quite often I would obey what I felt God was leading me to do until the level of discomfort from around me outweighed the comforter within me. It's the epitome of conformity and even a little bit of envy and the crux of what we are truly dealing with when we're feeling this way. I look to the scriptures to find a way to understand it and how I was feeling that instead of moving in a way that felt more convenient to me and others, I should be moving in a way that felt more convenient to God. And Paul said something perfectly in 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5, that gave me some more insight to this. And so that was me reading and kind of paraphrasing as I read as well. But that's what this is all about is realizing I am not convenient and coming to terms with that truth and dealing with that. And I want to talk to you by myself. Yeah, you right there, you right there. I want to talk just me and you about what it means to be a Christian and how in your progression of being a Christian, you will come to this place where you feel attacked, you feel uncomfortable, and you feel out of place to others and even to yourself. And in that place, you have to understand this is not strange occurrence. This is truly how the walk of being a Christian plays out. Second Timothy chapter four, verse one through five helps us understand that. So Paul is talking to Timothy and he understands he's at his final days and 
He's sitting in jail and he's about to face execution. And he tells Timothy, I charge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who is the judge of the living and the dead by the appearing and his kingdom. I want you to preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. First thing I learned, if, if y'all are taking notes, I, <laughs> the first thing I learned is that the charge will cost you. That this, this charge that's on our lives, it affords us something. That's why we charge our cards. We charge in our cards so we can get something. But it also costs us something. While I get something, I'm losing something. When I charge my card, I'm getting merchandise, but I'm losing money. The same thing with us. We've been charged with something, and it gives me something, but it also takes something away. And what it gives me is a comfort that surpasses this world. But what it takes from me is my comfort in this world. I'm no longer comfortable in it. I'm no longer comfortable with the conversations of it. I'm no longer comf comfortable with the trappings of it. I'm no longer comfortable moving in the way that I used to move in this world. Basically, what I'm saying is I'm no longer comfortable being of this world. Even though I have to be in it, I'm no longer comfortable being of it. And so what I realize is that most of my engagements with people in my 37 years have been from the perspective of being of this world. And when you move out of that and you disconnect in one respect, I'm no longer of this world, even though I'm in it. I'm no longer of the things I used to believe in, but I'm still in a family that still is of it. Or I'm no longer of the things that I used to do, but I still have friends and I still go to the same places and I still go to work with people who are. Now I'm disconnected from them. Now I'm a little isolated. Even though I'm with them, I feel a part of, apart from them. No different than when Jesus showed back up to his hometown. This is the place that he was from. But he was no longer of that place anymore. So they couldn't connect with Jesus the Savior. They just knew Jesus the carpenter. And for a lot of times, it's frustrating that people can't really connect with Forrest the redeemed, Forrest the born again, Forrest the, the, the Christian who's still the sinner but has decided to move beyond living like a sinner. I, I'm, I'm disconnected in that way, but people still want to identify with the forest I used to be. That's not talking about the, the forest that used to do things. That's just talking about the forest and the way he thought, the, the way he talked, the things he liked, the things he engaged in. It becomes a jarring thing for people to deal with. And therefore, their response is jarring to us because it's uncomfortable, because it's awkward, because it's not easy. But he says, this is a charge to you. We have to do this. Not every Christian, because every Christian ain't at that place where you, I can't say every Christian ain't charged with the same thing. The scriptures are filled with it. I, but I'm just telling you, every Christian don't operate from that charge because they are not ready to pay that price, even though they know what it affords them. Oh, I know this 
price affords me peace of mind. But I better understand that it doesn't afford me peace with people. Not all the time. And not in a way that I'm comfortable with. Sometimes I have peace with people in a very spiritual way, but I have people who haven't made peace with force. It's just the reality of it. It's it's frustrating, especially when I came from a place where I was a very unassuming person. I wasn't interested in speaking out and speaking up. So the more that I speak out and the more I speak up, whether it be the podcast, whether it be preaching and teaching, whether it be through social media, people are not going to be welcoming to this because it is not comfortable to them. Therefore, it is made uncomfortable to me. And this scripture just lets me know, number one, Forrest, get over it. You got to understand, you've been charged with something that has afforded you something, but it will cost you something. And are you willing to pay that price knowing what it cost? I had to challenge myself with that and understand that. And that's why I want to just talk one-on-one because for those of you who feel the same way, Please understand, there's so many awesome things that God affords us. Don't miss out on it because you're not willing to pay the price. Whatever the price is, is worth it. It's worth it. And so that's the, that's the key thing that I took from that. And the charge is what? To preach the word. I feel every Christian should be preaching the word. Don't tell me you're letting your light shine. And you don't understand what that light is. The light that shines is literally you proclaiming the gospel. That's what Jesus came to do. That's what he charged those he left behind to do. Our job is to preach the gospel. You should be preaching the gospel. If it feels uncomfortable, if it feels unfashionable, if it feels dated, outdated, and clueless to you, You have to reconcile the reality that you might not be a Christian. You might be trying to fit Christianity in your comfortabilities. And that's not what God is here for. He didn't do it for Jesus. It was uncomfortable for Jesus to obey Christ to the point of the cross. So much so that he said, could you take this cup from me? But then he came to an understanding. I've been charged with something. And though it costs me something. It affords me something much greater. And he said, not my will, but thy will be done. And in the same way, I had to understand, Forrest, you belly aching a little bit. You're whining a little bit. You're, you're getting a little in your feelings. And you got to get out of your feelings and into your faith. And understand the truth of the matter is that in these times, we need to be something greater in order for something greater to be seen out of this world. That's just the reality. And are you selfish enough where because it makes you feel a way, you get out of the way? Or are you obedient enough to get in the way even when it makes you feel a way? That's the challenge I had to ask myself. He said, the reality for this, the reason for all of this, in verse 3, Of 2 Timothy chapter 4 It says Because for the time is coming When people will not endure Sound teaching They'll have itching ears 
they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. He says, as for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. I have to have that, and we're going to get back to that, but verse 3 stands out to me and helps me understand number two, faith isn't fashionable. It's not in season. It's not fitting. It never feels appropriate. It never feels timely. It always feels obtuse. It always feels like I'm, I'm throwing water on a fire. It always feels like I'm the party pooper. It always feels like I'm the buzzkill. And that's hard to deal with when you're, you, you are not used to that. I'm not, I, I'm not used to that. I moved in a very comfortable way. Even being a Christian for as long as I have, I've moved in a very comfortable way. I gave my life to Christ in a serious way, in a fully committed way um, at the age of 19. But I wasn't truly understanding what this call meant. I didn't understand the charge that was on my life. I didn't obey the charge. All because I didn't I didn't feel like being a Christian should sacrifice my comfortability. And a lot of times our conformity is out of our desire to be comfortable. We conform because it's comfortable. Nobody conforms to that which is out of place or uncomfortable. No, that's why he said don't don't conform to this world, which is comfortable. He said, but be transformed. We could literally be transformed by the renewing of our mind in order for us to do this very uncomfortable thing that is not natural to us. It's not natural to me to engage with people in this way. It's not natural to me to engage in the world in the way that I am. It's not natural to me to avoid and not handle, not touch, not taste certain things. It's unnatural to me. But I have to transform my mind to carry it in a way that's not hip. It's not popular. It's not fashionable. And the truth of the matter is, if you're interested in being popular, if you're interested in being fashionable, you're not interested in following Christ. You're not. The Jesus that everybody says is their homeboy, the Jesus that people say is dope, is not the Jesus that we know it's the Jesus they've conformed they've conformed Jesus to their comfortabilities he doesn't bear the resemblance of the person I read in the scriptures person I read in the scriptures isn't down for half the things people are down with he ain't had down with half the things for us down with that's the reality is Christ isn't fashionable so to Operate like Christ To be in his image To walk like Christ I'm not fashionable And he tells us The reason you gotta be like this Timothy And you gotta preach the word Is because we come into a time Where people can no longer endure What's another word for endure? They can no longer tolerate Entertain Accept Or find convenient Sound doctrine 
or the word of God. He said, these people will have itching ears for things that suit their passion. Guess what? I don't suit people's passion. The old force did. I was convenient to people because I suited their passion. We don't even teach young women. We say, well, you need to make it hard on the guy. Why, why is he going to buy the cow if he can get the milk for free? We need to tell them they need to make it hard on him by making it not convenient for them. When I move in a way that's convenient to other people's passions, I am an inconvenience to God and what he's trying to do in my life. When these young women and young men moving away in this world, it makes it very convenient for this world to use them. They make it very inconvenient for God to. We don't see that because we're so busy trying to be convenient ourselves, convenient to ourselves, convenient to the world around us, not making a fuss, not speaking up. And we don't even know how to do it right. This is an inconvenient truth. And when you share this truth, it will inconvenience people. I have to come to those terms. I don't know where I got into my head that if I shared the truth, everybody should smile and say, yay, give me more. I don't know where I got in my head that the whole conversations with people and they'd be like, please tell me more about God. No, I don't. I don't want to talk about the game. I don't want to talk about sports. No, please. I don't want to talk about my problems. I don't want to talk about my situation. I don't want to talk about who I don't like and who I do. I don't want to talk about any of that. Please tell me more about God. That's not the way these engagements work out. The reality is us bringing up Christ is inconvenient to other people's agenda. You got to ask yourself, why are people even coming to talk to you? I had to ask myself, why people come to talk to me? I don't go seek people out. Why do they come talk to me? What am I doing? What is my conversation that makes me convenient to them that they made their way to me? See, we know why people make their way to 7-Eleven because they're convenient to people. They are allowed to get what they need and go in the least amount of struggle, effort, Time, gas, whatever. That's convenience. Why are you coming to talk to me? What am I giving you that takes minimal effort as opposed to someone else? A lot of time, I never really thought about that. But now I do. And I realize I need to not be convenient to people's passions, but inconvenience their passions for the sake of conveniencing God and his purpose in my life and in theirs. That's a reality. And this is the reason why I'm telling you, I I really wanted to talk to you like I'm talking to you on the phone. You, yeah, you. (laughs) This is how I would talk to on the phone. This is how I'm talking to people. And I want to make sure you feel like I'm talking right to you. This is an understanding that we have to come to. We are living in a time where people are not interested in enduring or tolerating or entertaining the the word of God. And so when you are obedient to the word, they are not trying to endure you. They're not trying to entertain you. They're not trying to tolerate you. There are people who still love me as a person. And so they tolerate me. But at the end of the day, it's something about me they don't like. 
they think that you can't feel it, but you can. Something about them that annoys them. Something about them that repulses you. I know you guys understand where I'm coming from. The reality is, is that it makes it hard to engage with people on a very human way. But my humanity has to understand that in order to wear the breastplate of righteousness, I have to understand it will never be in season. Breastplate of righteousness ain't a part of fashion week. Breastplate of righteousness ain't a part of Yeezy's lookbook. It's just not what's in. So when I decide to walk in this, like First Thessalonians 5 and 8 says, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. When we dress ourselves in this way, we're going to look crazy because we're not in season. It's not fashionable. It's not the look. But this faith saved my life. So sometimes it's hard to reconcile that. The the faith that saved my life also makes my life kind of hard with people. Faith that gave me peace also makes it so people not so at peace with me. Faith that gave me joy also makes it so that the joy that I have annoys other people. Can you imagine that? That's crazy. But guess what? You better wear it. As if it saves your life and it gives you peace and it gives you joy. and It gives you a sound mind. That's a wonderful thing that that cost, that price affords you. So pay the price. That's the price I'm willing to pay. Now, because I understand that. Or even when we say, we let our light shine. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. That doesn't tell you how long it takes for them to see the other part, to come to that realization, to glorify your God or your father. That doesn't mean that's going to immediately happen, but you better let that light shine and let them go through the process. That's just a, it's, it's a tough reality we all have to face. This light that shined on us and now shines through us puts a spotlight on us. And being in the spotlight ain't always comfortable. Jesus dealt with the same thing. Sometimes he did what he had to do and it caused chaos. And you would think, well, if these are Christians. They should be bringing peace. You can be the prince of peace and cause chaos. Take, for instance, Paul and Barnabas cast a demon out of a young slave. And when her owner found out that they cast a demon out of her and he couldn't make money off of her no more, he started a riot. The people who are led by God, the people who are walking like Jesus, who are the harbingers of peace left chaos in their wake because they stood for something that's not comfortable. Sometimes I got to remember, and I preached a message about this. I said, you know, we're supposed to be bad for business. That when we're doing the father's business, we are bad 
for business. We're bad for the adversary's business. We're bad for the world's business. Now, it's one thing to understand it, but here's the other truth of it. Forced, you can't be bad for business and still try to be a customer. That's the truth. You can't be speaking inconvenient truths and still try to be convenient. It's just not going to work. The, the realization, the realization that we have to have is that he came, Jesus came to do whatever it takes to bring a people back to God. I have to do whatever it takes, even if it caused me pain, to honor his legacy and bring people in any way I can back to an understanding of who God is. That's not always easy, but it's the way it is. And so when we look at this and say, these people are chasing their own passions, what are they chasing? Ephesians chapter five, three through four says, but fornication and all uncleanliness and covetedness, let it be not be once named among you as become of saints. He's saying the things that used to be who you were. He said, don't let it be named among you as becometh or as seemly or as appropriate or necessary or fitting for a saint. The things that are fashionable to the world are not fitting and fashionable to the believer. We have to come to those terms. He said, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient, not fitting, not necessary. He said, but rather giving of thanks. I can't vacillate back and forth because these things are not convenient. Not convenient to what? To the cause of Christ in your life. If I'm convenient to people, I'm inconveniencing God. We teach young people this. We got, we got grown women and men that need to learn this. They're very convenient to people. They bend over backwards to people, but they ain't so flexible with God. They downright stiff with God because of what our agenda is. But the believer, your agenda is to bend over backwards for God and don't give people an inch. Coming to terms with that and just realizing I'm not convenient. I'm going to start telling myself that whenever I feel this way now, I'm, I'm happy that I, I received this revelation, this understanding, like it's okay to be alone. It's okay to feel alone even when you're not alone. It's okay to feel ostracized. It's okay to feel out of place because I'm not convenient. And neither was Christ. And he said, man, everything I've gone through, the persecutions I face, y'all going to face it too. Y'all going to face it too. Why? Because what I find comfort in discomforts the comforter. Meaning my natural comfort quenches the spirit in my life. And I don't want that to happen. That's a reality I had to come to terms with. Is for us. At the end of the day, you're concerned about how these people make you feel but none of these people could help your mind when you was going crazy. You're concerned about who like you and who don't, but you don't remember how you felt when you realized God didn't like you. He didn't like who you was. 
We got to understand what we value. The exhaustion that I feel, the spiritual fatigue I feel, they are my natural mind's responses to not being able to indulge in my passions. I have to be understanding of that, aware of that. When I feel like I just need to take a break is actually when I need to not. The part of me that wants me to take a break is the part of me that's about to break and will if I continue. (sighs) Man, I I think that's the sucky part of doing these by yourself is like you don't have nobody there to just be like, yo, that was killer. But that was killer. The part of me that wants to take a break is the part of me that's about to break if I just keep on. Charging. Keep on enduring. Keep on obeying. In spite of how inconvenient it is. Because I'm going to be trouble. Because Jesus was. I'm going to be difficult. Because Jesus was. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to get people who don't enjoy talking to me. I'm going to get people that are short with me. I'm going to get people that don't like me. I'm going to get those things. I'm going to not like myself and not like who I am and who I, what I let people do to me. I'm going to not like me because serving God inconveniences everyone but God. That's the simple truth. I just wanted to share that with you. Happy 4th of July. It's only 33 minutes, but I I feel like I've said what needed to be said. Be encouraged with this. Hold on to these scriptures. Think about it. When you feel this way now, look at yourself and say, I am not convenient. I am not convenient. I don't have to be. I refuse to be. Because to be convenient to you gives up what this cost affords me. Forest Hall, it's episode 72, abbreviated episode 72. We'll have somebody back on with me next week. I am not convenient. God bless. <laughs>